Hello, everybody. Welcome to a new episode of the Young All American State of Mind podcast. Before we start, go check out our YouTube channel, All American State of Mind. And whatever you listen to us at, go rate, review, and subscribe. And uh, let's begin. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Young All American State of Mind podcast with your boy, the Young All American, Justin Foley. It's your young superstar, Brendan Cotman. Man, today we got a special guest. Introduce him, my guy. Man, this dude is a a former national champion. He took he took seventh, second, and third at the U.S. Open. He well, he took second at the the, the U.S. World Team Trials. He took third at the U.S. Open. My old teammate Timothy Young. <laughs> how you feeling i'm feeling i'm feeling great like this has probably been like some of the most exciting times of my life right now i'm like really living my childhood dream which is really crazy it's man that's crazy bro because i feel like i was talking to brandon today i was telling him like life can change in a matter of seconds and i remember when you were in town like you were like unsure about some stuff of like what you wanted to do like, can you explain, like, how did you, like, figure everything out? Because I know, like, you, you made uh, a sacrifice of moving to Colorado to pursue your dreams. So, like, how did that all play into what you're trying to do? I think just, like, having having a goal in mind and setting yourself to that goal and making sure all your decisions align with that really helped with where I wanted to go. So if it didn't align with where I wanted to go, I just kind of put it second to any to everything else. That's really what it was, and it really helped eliminate a lot of other like bad decisions, or even maybe not the best decisions. Wow, dang, that's that's, that's dope, man. How does it feel to be living in in one of your dreams, one of your prayers? It, it it's it's like it's so it's so exciting. Every day, there's some new people I meet bronze medalists, world champions, like every other day they're coming through. I met Jordan Burroughs the other day. That was super exciting. Like I grew up watching these guys like, oh my gosh, you know, I want to fanboy out sometimes. And it's yeah. great. I, I do a little bit, you know, I'm like, oh, I'll get a picture of Snyder or uh, yeah. Jaden here. I was playing basketball with Zahid Valencia the other day. Like it was, this has been really fun. And it's crazy to think that like those were some of my heroes growing up. Jordan Burroughs, Jaden Cox. Um, Dang. One of my favorites, but I haven't had a chance to see him yet because he hasn't been out here or anything. But it's like now I'm in that position of where like the heroes I saw growing up. So I just want to be that for somebody else. And be like, you can do it, you know? Man, that's, that's super dope. Like, does it seem kind of like surreal, like shell shock still a little bit like, being able to get to that level of, like, competition because, like, we all know as levels to, like, to just life in general. It's, like, just different levels. So, like, how does it feel to be, like, at that, like, world-level type? Like, how does it feel to be at, like, a world-level type of wrestler rather than just being, like, okay, I'm just a high-college wrestler, but, like, how does it feel to be at a world-level, like, wrestler? It feels Every day I find myself, like, before practice, like, just taking a moment and just, like, 
to to lock in with yourself you ain't just had to wait and depend on others to really put in work and that you was capable of doing it i think it was i was in a really bad spot i was like okay what do i really really want out of life and i was like i want to be a professional wrestler and once i did just decided that's what i wanted to do mm-hmm. i was like okay everything else got to go out the window and I was just like, forget everything else. I'm going to sell out. So I sold out to that dream of being a professional wrestler. And yeah. I think it was, it was just like, I felt like very stagnant in life. And I, I didn't see a lot of changes. And I think, you know, I stopped relying on people. Like I have people that have my back, but I stopped like making the excuse like, oh, I don't have help or whatever the case may be, or I don't have a ride to practice. Like, I'll just go get my workouts in. I'll find, I'd find a way even without having somebody to help me do it. I feel like I've seen, like, a lot of growth because I remember, like, like you know, after you won your national title, like, you got injured the next year and mm-hmm. you didn't place at nationals the second year. But it's just, like, looking back, like, how was you – how were you able to get through – like the injuries, and I know it's like some other stuff that's going on, like in your life. But like, how things that you were going through mentally during that year? So it's it's a real mental battle. It's really like making the decision. Like, I had this friend Joe Rao. This guy, he, his ankle was messed up. He he messed up his ankle, but he was like, I'm not gonna allow that to be an excuse for why I wrestle poorly. You know. So not allowing yourself to make excuses for why you're not going to wrestle good or like just determine in your mind that's what you want to do already and make a contract with yourself. It's it's powerful to hear how you speak about like how you speak about how you don't worry about things you can't control. You know, you don't and you don't worry about the can't. You know, you always have a I can on the flip side because a lot of people let the I can't and like not having like another person they'd be like man there's a reason why I can't do this there's another reason why I can't do it so it is is what it is but you're like nah forget that I'm just gonna do what I can yeah that's interesting you say that I was posting like little snippets of like me drilling with a dummy or whatever just practicing my mom's like yo people are studying you and I was like mom they gotta stop me first of all (laughs) talk that talk (laughs) something like there's not too much that can stand in your way like really it's yourself you're really battling your best version of yourself you're battling your own doubts and i still have doubts myself and one thing that i used to do was just like play a lot of like td jake's motivational stuff before i'd go to bed just to help me battle those negative thoughts like, wow. your own inner voice is powerful, but also having something that reruns in your head to remind you 
can be very helpful. Yeah, he's got some really powerful stuff, like very powerful life lessons for men, for people. If you're going through something, I think he's a great person to like bend your ear towards. I really like. Even learned a lot from you, like just like technique wise and like little stuff that you was teaching me and, and even stuff about putting in my body and whatnot. Um, and just being able to see like high, high, high level Greco and freestyle. Um, in my opinion, I believe high level Greco is more exciting than freestyle just because um, you're able to see like more you're able to see more technique. You, you're able to see like guys are not getting as tired as they are in freestyle. Cause you're not defending legs, but like, what would you, what's like your opinion on freestyle and Greco? Like my opinion on freestyle and Greco. I think they're yeah. both exciting. I love watching both of them. I, I really honestly think Greco is underappreciated with the value of excitement. It has, um, I think people do want more results and like there's a big change coming to Greco right now. Honestly, like they're changing things around with the program. They're they're trying to get guys prepared to get world medals. And that's funny when you said like, you know, I'm a world level athlete and the, I, I do see that. But at the same time, there's like a ceiling, you know what I'm saying? Like I haven't been able to compete outside the country. So at least for a long time, it's been a long time since yeah. I've competed outside the country. And wow. so ceilings you have to break, like getting competition overseas is a ceiling you need to break. And also like getting just outside the U.S., which you got to go through the trials, you got to go through the U.S. Open, you got to do yeah. all that stuff. And yeah. that's like breaking that ceiling comes from because now you're like, oh, there's a much bigger pond than just the USA. You know, mm. now you're jumping into the ocean. You're like, oh, snap, there's sharks in the water. So Man, <laughs> for real, dude. Like, it's... And, and this, and I know it's like a long process of it. Like with me, like it's every wrestler's dream to make the world trials, but like it's not just like okay, you're in this tournament and mm-hmm. you got to just try to place. Like no, these some of these guys, like they're training just as hard as you, and it's uh, crazy to say like when when it's like I think the toughest times is when like you said when you don't have nobody to practice with like. Are you making excuses during the times where, like, instead of saying, like, man, I don't got no practice partner, and then just doing it, you know, um, and just putting in that work? But, like, it's, it's just crazy how, like, when you just do something, you're just successful at it instead of just coming up with excuses because I feel like we all can come up with excuses. It's just we got to mm-hmm. do them. I mean, we just got to get past those. So yeah, that's, yeah. that's super dope. <laughs> It hurts for real. Like, it's growing pains. You're like, dang. Like, you might call somebody, hey, bro, I thought we were going to practice today, and they can't show up for whatever reason it may be, and it, it hurts a little bit. You're like, Man. okay, well, I don't have a partner. I'm either going to go get this workout in and get what I need to out of it, or I'm going to just sit at home. And you've already made the contract to do the work. Mm-hmm. Just because that person's not there, what does that matter, you know? Yeah, right. How did you learn to... Hold yourself accountable because I keep on hearing you say you got to make this contract to yourself. I, I think it's really like a little bit of things that drive me. Like, honestly, my family drives me. Like, bringing honor to my name drives me. Bringing honor to God drives me. Like, you got you to gotta have some more drive outside of yourself because I feel like 
of course, what we want for ourselves is powerful. But when you have something outside of you that drives you, then you're you're gonna be a real force to be reckoned with. When you when you representing your family, when you're representing God, like all of that is behind you, you're like, okay, I don't want to fail. And also, when you have people pouring into you, they're pouring time or money. Like that's one thing. Like I took seventh last year, and I was I was disappointed. And I was unsure of myself because I didn't have the body of work and experience behind myself. So, like, it was awesome placing seventh, but it wasn't my goal. I wanted to place at least top five. And just having that experience, I was like, okay, I need to get more work under my belt. And then I became more confident. I already went to the tournament once. I know how it goes. I know when to rest between my matches. I know what I need to put in my body before the match, things like that. Man. So believe in something more than just you and doing it for just more than you. Wow. What would you say to the people that's chasing, I wouldn't say chasing, but pursuing in the dream of placing, it doesn't even have to be making a world team right now, but at least placing at the U.S. Open, like what are the right steps to take in that direction? I think just sell out, buy into your program, if you have coaches, buy into what they're telling you. They're going to lead you as best they can. And there's a lot of coaches I disagreed with, but I bought into what they were telling me, what they were teaching me, preaching me, showing me, and it worked out for me really well. So if you if you believe in it, it don't even have to be the best program in the world, but if you believe in it and believe in what you're doing, that'll take you very far. Put the work Man. in. You're not going to be successful right off the rip. Nope. There's a lot of people who aren't successful their first time around. But that second time, you get a little better. That third time, you get a little better. Maybe you don't place the first time. Maybe you go one and two. You know? But next year, you go two and two. The next thing you know, you're placing. So keep Dang. giving yourself a chance to like, okay, I failed, but I'm going to do better. So fail and do better. Wow. Man, it, it reminds me of a quote I heard somebody say. It was like a fail up, you know? And, and what they mean yeah. by that is, like, just do better, like, after, like, whatever failure you come across, you know, and, and use that experience to help you level up in, in what you're trying to do. I think that's definitely where I got that from, and there's a lot of things, like, I bought into, like, I bought into that myself, and just using that and remembering, it's, it's helped me a lot. Yeah. I, I got one more thing, bro, like, mm -hmm. my, uh, uh, you know, you know Austin Nutter, right? He plays. He was. Um, uh, he took second too. He's a Greco guy. But if you see him, you know him. But okay. anyway, um, it was funny that I, I remember you telling me I should train at the the training club that we were at when you're in town mm -hmm. because of the the people that were coming in there. But he Yo, told me this. Men's a stock walked in there, my boy. That's right. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> No, That's but the like, it's and you know what I'm saying, like she's cold. Yes, yeah, sure, bro. I, I'm gonna for sure get in there. Um, but he told me this quote. He said, uh, "Go somewhere where you're not the best in the room." He said, and then become the best in the room. I was like, "Dang!" Like, what? Like, would you say that's like a like a solid quote to go by? Because I feel like being like you know being not like the best in the room, but like training, um, training to just become the best in the room. If you have the, like the right, 
uh, uh, training partners. I, I definitely, I definitely like that. I think there's a lot of times I was not the best guy in the room. I, I was never a super technician, but I was willing to outwork people when other people weren't willing to work. Like even wow. right now, I don't think I'm the best guy in the room. I've got the number one guy in my weight class. I've got the number three guy. He might be better than me. I just won that day. And I yeah. got to stay on my toes. And next year, I got to improve. And if I yeah. don't, I can change something. So right. I'm working to beat the guy in front of me. And the guy behind me, he's working to beat me and the guy in front of me. Dang, dang. That's crazy how that work out, bro. Like, yeah. the, the, dang. It just never stops, bro. It's just like... It's almost just like money. It, it never stops traveling. You know what I mean? Like the, the guy behind you is training to beat you, and the, you're training to beat the guy in front of you. But like mm-hmm. he has two guys, <laughs> you you're trying to stay on your toes so you don't lose the spot behind that guy. It, it's just crazy Ooh. how that works Ooh. out, bro. Ooh, like, you got the young guys. You got young guys coming up, coming out of college, stepping in. So yeah. you gotta be ready. You gotta prepare, and you can't be afraid to meet the challenge. Every day I have to go face the number one guy in the room. And I yeah. can't just be screaming and be scared and not work on my moves or not try. You know, I have to take chances and do it in the practice room when it's practice. So then I'm confident when I go out on the mat. Dang, that's crazy. And mm-hmm. and the, uh, last thing, like the la- uh, one thing that I like, too, is that you wasn't sponsored by, like, no super big sponsorship or anything like that. Like, I think you put on notice like you don't got to be sponsored by a super big uh uh support system or this or that like it all depends on you like what at the end of the day you like you said you got to put in the work so i think with you taking uh third at the u.s open second at uh the, the world team trials without like uh sunk uh like sunk his kids or uh penn state being you know what i mean like you just you did what only you can do, and you made the yeah. best out of it. That's interesting too, because one thing is a lot of guys go to freestyle because there's a lot, there's more money in freestyle. Mm-hmm. Wow. There's not as much money in the Greco, and right. there's no excuse. No matter what, we're trying to do the same thing. We're all trying to get that gold, world medal, silver, bronze, whatever place, you know. So there's no excuse for not having the resources. Sometimes. You, you got to go all in, and it's not always – it doesn't always work out, you know. Mm-hmm. But give yeah. yourself a chance. If you if you got – you got to give yourself a chance, though. Right. You know? Yeah. And it's not always the um, – those big sponsors that make make or break you, you know. Like, I started off with a smaller sponsor, and I honestly started off with almost no sponsor. Damn. So I was just like, I'm going to get it done, and I was blessed – that he was looking for an athlete to sponsor AAU. Yeah, Hector Gomez. Like, he really looked out for me. And the better I did, obviously, there's more financial uh, requirements. Like, you got to go fly out to the U.S. Open in Vegas or you got to go to New York for the final legs. So the more successful I got, the more financial requirements I needed, and they were willing to help me more. So... Give, give yourself the opportunity and more things will come along with it. Like, I, I saw this video the other day and I was talking about how this guy takes, like, private jets all the time, but that's because his life requires him for convenience sake. It's not that he always wants to fly private jets. It's just convenient. If he has to have a meeting in an hour, 
and he's out of state, he has to get a private jet. That's what his life requires. So put yourself in a position to where it's going to require people to give you more money, you know? Mm-hmm. But you got to put the work in, of course. That's true, man. For sure. Man, I want to go back to something you said earlier when you was like, you have to be willing to face the challenges, like you know, because I heard Mike Tomlin, he said in an interview, man, if you want to be great, you can't seek comfort. And I was like, man. Yeah, it's it's a scary place. It's, you get hurt there. You might cry, you know what I'm saying? Wrestling is a, it's a little bit of an emotional sport. It's definitely mental and it's physical, you know, so it takes all of you. It takes all of you. But yeah, um, that's that's a very good point. Yeah. Man, that's that's crazy, bro. Like, like you would say, like wrestling is such an emotional sport, and just being able to like, just overall overcome the 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 battles that come with it, and just things off the mat is tough too. Like, and then you're trying to train while you have that stuff on your mind. Like, and I understand. Like, I I've been there before. Like, sometimes it gets lonely as an athlete. Yeah. It does. Like, it gets lonely as an athlete. Yeah, like, we, I mean, all of us are athletes, you know what I mean? We've been athletes, and, like, we've been in a point where it was just like, man, this is, like, mentally tough. Like, while everybody's out, like, partying and doing what they, you know, doing their thing or whatever, like, in season and stuff, like, it's hard to, like, stay focused during those times. Like, and I feel like that's the uncomfortable part, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, just... Just stand on what you know, what you what you need to do, and you know what's best for you. You know, it's like practicing with no music. Like it's silent. Mm-hmm. All you yeah. got is your heartbeat and your footsteps, and that pain in the back of your mind telling you to stop. But you yeah, gotta be like, yeah, no, forget about that. I'm gonna keep going. Like mm-hmm. someone told me, this guy Jim, I forget what his last name is. He's a coach here over at the OTC. He was talking about how. You have to get uncomfortable. You have to be comfortable being uncomfortable. Like you have to be able to visit that dark place. Like don't live there, mm-hmm. but you have to be able to go visit it and be comfortable there and come back. Dang. So I, I really like that. Dang, Dang that's deep, bro. Yeah, that's, that's so. I'm, I'm just saying, like I'm just soaking it in because like I've heard so many coaches say that, especially the ones that. Uh, the ones you win the most with, you know, because usually when you have a great coach, they're usually pushing you uh, beyond whatever limit you thought you had before. Yeah, I think a lot of times I didn't have faith in myself. I was like, I was just unsure. And my coaches saw something in me where they believed harder. And then I I started believing it too, mm-hmm. you know. Man, that's what's up, man. I, I think have, too. Mm-hmm. Having like the right people around you too is just yeah. having the right circle makes a big difference, you know. Because if your circle is believing in you, I think it it enhances like something in you. Like if they believe it in me, like I should be believing in myself. Then you know what I mean, type thing. Yeah, so I just saying, people do it without anybody believing in them. Yeah. And yeah. To be honest, sometimes you got to believe when no one else believes, or when people are telling you you can't. Because yeah. at some point, it's like, I'm not going to lie, my phone dying, but <laughs> at some point, it's like, <laughs> dang, I forgot the point I was going to make. <laughs> it's all good, bro. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's all good, because I've been yeah. there, too, like, with me and Justin, we get to chopping it up, or I just get to speaking to somebody in June, and I'll be like, wait, 
Why not? Why was I just saying this? Like, what was the point I was trying to make? <laughs> no, but we we appreciate you, you know, coming on and everything, bro. Like the the insight that you gave, bro, really encouraged me, bro. Like I'm mm-hmm. I'm really about to put things down and just get to work, bro, and just live and just it's no no more excuses, bro. That's all I gotta say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you gotta find something in the journey, even when you don't get the results you want. You gotta yeah. find whether it's the experience, the people you meet, um, things like that. What lessons did you learn from it? What can you take away and what can you give back to others? And, you know, I always try to keep God first. I'm not always the best example, but I always try to keep him in mind that it's like not only for my glory, but it's for God's, you know what I'm saying? So, these gems you just casually just dropping. It's like I'm trying to soak yeah. it all up, man. Yeah, make sure to acknowledge him because he's been blessing me so much. Like doors and opportunities have been open for me to just step right into. Things have been moved out of the way, like to where he's like, "Yo, you don't got no option. This is what it is." Yo, man, that's it from Young All American State of Mind podcast. If you enjoy listening. Go ahead and share with three friends and tell your three friends to share with another three. And uh, if you want more original content, go check out our YouTube channel, All American State of Mind. Yo, man, that's it from the young All American State of Mind podcast. And I want you guys to remember, if you take things day by day, you too can become an All American.